Blog Talk Radio. You are listening to the Run to Daylight Football Funcast with your host, Todd Burroughs. about my guest. He is um, someone who I sent the script to, and now I can't find the script that I saw two seconds ago. Um, his name is Matthew Zazula. He's one half of the Tang team of Tango in Cash, and he's a high-stakes player. And um, we're very happy to have him on board. Matthew, how you doing? Very good. Uh, sorry to hear you're under the weather. Everything's ah, you know good what on my... they say. Well, you know. you know, it's you know, sometimes you need rest. You know, that's that's the best uh, best cure. You know, sometimes you might feel like your energy's low. It's like a battery. You got to recharge yourself. You know. I I, I think sometimes the man upstairs will uh, shut you down, and uh, you know, everyone has their own way of looking at those types of things. Um, but I do think every once in a while you just get very. Uh, you get tired, and uh, you need a little bit of a break. So uh, I'm excited to do the interview with you regardless. And uh, I just can't seem to find that. Uh, <laughs> I just, oh, there we go. All right. So, so uh, very professional, very professional. Um, so let, why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself, even though you covered it a little bit on our SFB 480 interview. Tell me a little bit about yourself, your family, and how you got into fantasy football. Um, well, I, I live in Las uh, Vegas, Nevada. I have a lost, wife and... Uh, lost wages? Well, yeah, yeah, you know, it, it is. It's very true. You can, you know, if you don't have a good, you know, sense of bankroll management, you know, it's it's everywhere. If you go into the gas station, there's slot machines. You go into the grocery store, Say you spend sixty dollars in groceries. You say I'm gonna, hey, I'm gonna put twenty bucks in the machine, see if I can win my sixty, you know, sixty bucks for my groceries, or try to pay for it. Next thing you know, you're in a hole, twenty bucks, you know. But uh, yeah, it's all about, you know, it's all about, you know, having a limit, and just like anything, well, you know, playing fantasy football or DFS or anything, you know, it's a, it's just, you know, you gotta have a good bankroll management. But uh, well, that is a big part of it. You know, for me, that hasn't been a problem. As You know, I had a little bit of a gambling deal um, playing uh, blackjack when I was younger, and I lost a 1000 mm-hmm. bucks twice, and that kind of cured me. Um, I oh, got yeah. back into it a little bit with poker, and I, I've been able to keep that under control. I'll play, you know, tournaments for a while. I was playing, you know, 15, 20 a year, um, and I ended oh, I up being that. a 
Yeah, break. Yeah, I, I'm. I mean, I'm not great, but I've won a tournament, small tournament or two, and I've I've managed to stay even. And if you can stay even in a hobby, you're doing pretty good. But since I got addicted to DFS, I really haven't played much poker. And but yeah. the good thing about DFS is I really keep my stakes low. And since it's not something I'm trying to you know make a career out of, you know I don't have any kind of uh you know that feeling that you got you need a big score you know uh, and again i've yeah. been able to stay about even so far so that's not too bad as i'm learning and considering i'm only you know at most i get an hour a day to study well that's you know that's the thing is i used to play poker quite a bit i i've lived in las vegas since um, 1998 and uh and my friend he introduced me to playing poker and this is back probably right when Moneymaker, you know, took his $40 and bankrolled that into, you know, two and a half million. And uh, my friend's dad, he, he, he's been playing poker for years. So he's, he's, he's a pro. And, and he always told me, he goes, he says, he's kind of lives by a couple, a few rules. He says, don't drink at the table. And he says, always take 10% of your money with you. You know, whatever you have in your bank account, just take 10% with you. And he says, you know, those are the kind of what he lives by, you know. Um, you know yeah, I, 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 I don't get guys out, who but... go and get sloshed at the tables. I mean, yeah, you know, it, again, look, if you're if you're playing with a hundred bucks and you know you make a hundred grand a year or whatever, you know, something like that, and you go for fun every once in a while, and you bring a hundred or two hundred bucks. And you want to yeah. go drink, you know? Who's to say you're wrong? But if you're if you're trying to earn money and make a living out of it, which a lot of guys have been able to do, I would think oh, that yeah. drinking would be counterproductive. Oh yeah, you know, and it doesn't it just doesn't matter how many books you read, you know. It's like being a parent, you know. You could read as many books to try to get yourself prepared, but you don't, you know. It's hands on. Like anything in life, you know, that's how no, you it's, learn. It's, it's how well you can, you know, it's cards. It's how well you can read other people. It's how well other people can read you. And then there's your strategy. So, there, you know, there's five or six moving parts. And, the, oh, yeah. the, you know, yeah. I, I always say that it's, poker's a harsh mistress because you could do five, you know, I'll never forget. I, at one time I was at a final table. And I, this guy had been very aggressive. So I set him up to put me all in because I had, you know, I think I had Queens and we both had been going all in once in a while to take the, 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 the rake uh, when other people did it. And, you know, so I knew he would think that I was do, you know, that I didn't have cards and sure enough, you know, I, you know, I, I had Queens and he had like, you know, he put me all in with eight five, and he hit you know a, a a straight, and it was it was crushing because I had done everything you know, and that would have put me as, as the chip leader. I and I had done everything that I should have done and still lost, and that is that that can be very difficult um, part of. Oh poker. yeah, oh yeah. I, you know, my I had played. I used to play a WSOP event every year. And um, I finished 87th one year in employee event. I was like 1,200 people. And then, you That's know, nice. that was, no, it was very nice. You know, you got your money back plus like 600. And then 
I decided to play another one that year, the fifteen hundred dollar buy-in, and uh, I was I was on a roll there for a while, and uh, I had up my chips up to about fifty thousand, sixty thousand in chips, where you start with probably four thousand in chips. So it was pretty good. There were still eight, nine hundred people left out of twenty seven hundred. So long story short, I ended up getting the ace, ace queen of clubs, and the guy goes all in. He comes back to me, and I had him covered by twenty thousand in chips. And and right then and there, I looked at it, looked at it. You know, the problem is the more you think about it, it's you know, it's more likely you should fold. But I went with it, and he had a pocket jacks, and I couldn't get anything. And then slowly started getting you know anti and blinds. And but I ended up finishing two three hundred twentieth out of two hundred seventy. You know, out of twenty seven hundred people, and it only paid uh, two hundred seventy something places. So I sat there for like thirteen hours, and that's another hard part of tournaments. You know, you just sit there, but. But anyways, that's that's sort of my poker. That, 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 that's another thing. Where are you from originally? Oh, Orlando, uh, Florida. Oh, so you went from one hot place to another. That's right, one Disney World to the adult Disney World. <laughs> yeah, that's the a one. good way to look at it. So how long have you been playing fantasy football? Well, you know, I've been playing since 2003. And my uh, partner, how old uh, are my you? friend, I'm... I'm 38 this year. Got so, my, my good friend Roger White, he's the other half of Tango and Cash. And he... He's the cash part. Well, you know, yeah. He, you know, he does that. He, he puts his part up and, you know, uh, and he... That's the funny thing. I always go Tango and he goes Cash, you know. But he got me... He poached me back in 2002. He's been playing since like 90s. I think late 90s, 98, 99, and he's still in that home league. And uh, But this was a separate one. He's like, hey, we got two divisions. There's 12 in each, and do you want to play this thing called fantasy football? And I said, cool, I like I like football, I, whatever. So we ended up having the, you know, draft, and I didn't do so good that year, um, but – comes around 07, I get my first win. In the next three years, I win, I win it three years in a row. And it was 14 teams because it went down from two divisions down to 14. That's pretty good. Yeah, so it was like everybody was like, okay, well, what's the deal with this guy? Why does he, you know, keep winning? And one was really a, one of my favorite stories of my whole fantasy football career or playing career, like act like I'm a full, you know, an you know, <laughs> player. But, right, right. You know, my whole, you know, experience playing. So it was, uh, it was a Monday night game. I had Robbie, Robbie Gould. He had Donald Driver. And I was up by nine points. And Donald Driver gets, gets him up by two points. And I'm like, crap, you know, they kicked this field goal. It's over. Mason Crosby kicks the field goal, or, and, or he kicks it, but he misses the field goal. So I'm like, yes, it's going to go to overtime. So I got. I think a shot I remember that game. Yeah, and uh, I think I had 08. Crosby. <laughs> Crazy, and my wife, like, she likes football, but she doesn't like as passionate as me. You know, she likes to look at the guys that are, you know, she's, oh god, that guy's cute or whatever. I go, ah, whatever. Yeah, my, my, you know, my wife resembles that remark. Yeah, you know, but she actually got excited. She's like, holy crap, because there was like 12, 
thirteen or fourteen hundred dollars you could win, you know, from second to first. It was a big swing. And I said, Holy crap. And by the way, yeah. By the way, it's always a good thing when the ladies get excited. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's funny. Thank you. And uh, no, that's great. You know, gotta have to. I love the uh, sound effects. I used to DJ, so I used to have a, a chaos mixer that had samples on it. I uh, wish. I you wish. know, I, I I need to find. I'm on vacation soon. I really would like to do, you know, something like you know, get like a hundred more uh, uploaded. But on this computer, it's just a, a bunch of stuff. But. Um, it's not it's not the easiest thing to, in the world to take it from where you find it on the internet and get it up, but um, yeah, that was my original concept was that this was going to be a uh, kind of a comedy uh, show. Okay. But I, I I found out that you know while comedy is nice, um, people tend to just want to hear the hard news. So I interrupted your good story about Robbie Gould. So why oh, don't you get back to that? So it's, it's all good. So it goes to overtime, and my wife's like, yeah. So they win the, you know, the coin toss. So they receive the ball of theirs. And Devin Hester, you know, I'll, he's probably one of the most prolific kick returners of NFL history. Back Absolutely. When, you know, back, when they, you know, back when they would kick the ball to the returner, you know, you're lucky to get a guy to return the ball anymore. He uh, ran it up to like the 45, I believe, or something. So I'm like, yeah. So, you know, they drive down enough into field goal range and Robbie Bull, Robbie Gold kicks it, and I win it by one point. That's and amazing. it was just it was just so close. And then that, but all my other ones that I, you know, the three years in a row I won it was never that close. But you know that's what that's what you play for, you know. And, and, it, my, and it's my, a buddy. One time, oh, you know, since you told a war story, I'll tell one. I started out. I used to be on a site when I first got into fantasy. I was really good, and a lot of it was trading my sales ability. And um, so, but I mean, I was good at the other parts of it too. And, you know, through the first seven years I did fantasy football, I, I always was in 12 team leagues and I won 33% of my leagues. So, you, you know, you figure eight and a half is what goes, 12 goes into 108 and a half times. So I was, you know, I was like four times that. And, yeah. uh, but my, my biggest thing was I got bored just beating regular guys. So on this site called Ants, Sports, which was big in the fantasy world, they had mock drafts. It was a, it was a, it was a thing, you know. In the early 2000s, I was the moderator of the message board, and you know, basically, I decided to start challenging the guys who, you know, you know, basically everyone had to have won a league to get into this league that I did, and this one guy, you know had the best team. And I remember I had like Charlie Garner and he had Jerry Rice and Tim Brown and the last oh, game was back the Raiders. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm old. And uh oh, but the lo- you know to make a long story short, you know, one of the Raiders receivers got a catch. It was like 14 yards and I'm sitting there trying to add it because this is before you had live scoring. You know, oh, okay. I mean, you, you ha- it would update. Right? It would update eventual, uh, eventually. But I used to have these sheets, and you know, it was the whole production. And long story short, I won by a tenth of a point. Oh man! 
I won the championship on a tenth of a point. And, uh, yeah, that, so nothing better than that. So how did yeah. you transfer that into high stakes game? Well, you know, 09 was the last year I won it. And then 2012, I won it again. And I told my friend Roger, I was like, dude, I need to really step my game up, you know, because I think I'm good in these leagues, but, you know, you know there's just so many more people out there in this world, you know, and, and, and that play fantasy football. So you, I was like, let's put our you know, skills to the test. I said, why don't we go half on a, you know, on a high-stakes league? And he goes, dude, he goes, you're the one that does all the studying. He says, I'm the one asking you who to draft. And, guys, it's, you know, at my own draft of my own league, you know, why don't you figure out what league to go into the high-stakes league? So, you know, I'm kind of, like, blind, got my blinders on. I'm going online, and I'm like, what, do, what you know, what league do I go into? And, you know, what's, you know how much are the buy-ins? And uh, I came across the league called FFPC. It's called it's myffpc.com. And it was seventeen hundred, I think, at the time. It might have went up a little bit. Now it's like too much. Eight. Well, it's a lot, you know. But 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 my buddy, we were willing to go halves, right? Because you know, why not try it out, right? Because you. Cause I'll, I'll, I'm kidding. Re- I always what? wanted to do it, and if I yeah. had a buddy who would have paid half, I yeah. I, I might have done. You know, I might have done it. You know, yeah. back when I was winning regularly, I you know. I probably would have done it. Well, it's one of those things in life I probably would have, you know, thinking to myself, it's like if I didn't take that girl to prom, what, what, what would have been? You know what I mean? So I had... Uh, I love time travel movies. No, it's the best, man, you know? And uh, so I, I we went in, and 2013 was our first year. And was like, okay, you're drafting, one minute per pick. It's, it's kind of nerve-wracking because, you, you know, you go into a convention hall in Las Vegas, Nevada. It was at Caesars Palace at the time. And uh, you go into these big convention halls. They have a Thursday opening draft party, Thursday night. They show the game. They have uh, food, drinks, the big ballroom. You get together with all your fellow Compadres there, and uh, the Padres, and you know, you're, 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 all everybody else is there. Whether they're doing auction drafts, to I mean, there's just so many formats. You're just like, holy, you know, it's just a lot. But we we were there for the main event, and it was interesting because I never played in a format that tight ends get one and a half points per reception, where you know running backs get, uh, and running backs receivers get one point, because the home league that we went from was a standard scoring league. Right. It's a big really difference. Played PPR, you know? I, I never I never have been in a league that wasn't PPR in some fashion. Well, you know, it was just funny. It just was it was the old school. It's kinda of like limit poker. You know, limit poker was the way. You know, that's what I first started playing poker was limit because it's a good way to learn. You're not risking too much with your you know, your your money. So anyways they have the draft on Fridays and Saturdays. So I'm like, why do they have drafts on Fridays and Saturdays when there's already a game played? And I was kind of like, ah, oh. it was like a little kind of, like me and my friend were like shaking our heads. But come to find out, those players from that Thursday night game, of course you draft them, but you can use their points 
from that game that week. So I was like, oh, that's kind of a kind of an inter- interesting, you know, way of doing it. And so I was like, cool. So our first draft, we go to, uh, or we go sit down, and I forget what draft slot we had, maybe sixth or seventh or eighth. The guy I love right sixth next or seventh. Yeah, it was a really nice spot, and this old guy, older gentleman, was sitting next to us, right? And he goes, I look at his name. They put your name on a card. It's really professional, you know. You know, they got the draft board. They have uh, people. They have one person that does the timer because you get one minute per pick, and then they ask you, another person standing there, and they come up to you, and they say, uh, well, what's your pick? Okay, and then they, they, and they, put the, they put the name on the board. But the guy's name was Never Trust the Fart. And I was like, okay. And uh, I was like, where'd that come from? And it was that movie with Jack Nicholson and was it Morgan Freeman, The Bucket List? I never saw and that I'm, one. But I, I think something, they, they, it's something, never trust the fart. And I'm like, okay, it's just the most random name. But come to find out, this guy won the whole league one year, back in like wow. when it first started. And I'm like, Wow, he's like won two hundred thousand dollars, and I'm like, wow, this is kind of nerve wracking. But at the same time, it's very cool because, you know, what better better way to kind of get the draft going is sitting next to a person that that's won it. And I think he yeah, still well, has the, the record. One, the, the interesting thing to me is with one minute picks, you know, you go in there with a partner. How do you work together when there's only one minute, you know, uh, to make a pick? I guess you've got to have it all figured out. By the time it comes to you, you do, you do. You know, I have a do a little spreadsheet Excel. I, I, you know, now it's I never done MFL tens. You know, best balls. Now I'm so over prepared. But back then, there was no MFL ten. So all you do is you would go like get your rankings out of a magazine, you know, or or you would come up with your own rankings, which I always try to do. Uh, but it, I don't mind looking at rankings, you know, but there was no Fantasy Pros website back then. I mean, there's just no. so much content. Now, I think it's kind of overstimulating when you got all this content because sometimes you don't listen to your gut, you know. Uh, I mean, Twitter's been amazing. I met a lot of people on there, but there's so So there's let me ask so you much something. In, but anyways, go ahead. I'm sorry yeah, to yeah. interrupt, but um, I I just want to get the dynamic, right? So okay. you've, got well, yeah. this, you've, got, you've got this partner. And do you do all the picking, or do you work together? Well, this is what it is. Okay, well, I have my sheets. I come in. He gets either the rankings of the quarterbacks, the running backs, the tight ends, and he marks it off, or I just get the top 200. Then I have my own Excel sheet, and I have guys that I target. Because what it is is you get your draft pick early. So this year, if if your balance is paid in full – by the 25th of this month, August 1st, they're going to uh, pre, they're going to give you your draft pick early, so you'll know a draft slot. So you go every round where you, you know, you you target guy, um, gotcha. but they might not be there, but at least you're targeted. And he knows when before going in there, we go over it. Like we'll get together, we do a bunch of mock drafts, we figure, okay, well this is going to go that way, and he's just on the same page with me, but he always says, I trust you because he knows how much I'm kind of obsessed to a point where I do drafts all the way. Right when my fantasy league starts giving, you know, lets you do MFL 10, I am on there doing them. People think 
you know, people that don't do fantasy football like us, you know, are passionate people. People don't understand. They're like, you're drafting that early. I go, well, I kind of like to know where every month, you know, where everybody's going because well, that, that's least the you- big thing, you know, and uh, that's the big thing about the MFL 10. See, I was also doing this hobby called simulation football with, which I won't bore you with. And I really hadn't paid attention to fantasy. I still played and I was breaking even, but I didn't, you know, I basically more or less trusted what I knew and showed up on the day where in the old days when I was winning all the time, I was doing mock drafts. I was, you know, I, you know, I really had a pretty good idea of, of where the board was going to go. And last year, even though the running back apocalypse kind of killed my MFL 10, I didn't make money. I more than made it up in my, in my leagues. Uh, you know, there's, I was in four leagues. I won one, came second in another, and, 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 and all four, I made profit in all four leagues. And the guy, I told the guy before the year, I go, you really haven't seen me play, and you're going to this year. And at the end of the year, he said, wow, you, you know, you weren't kidding. I don't know that I've ever had someone being, you know, he's got pretty tough leagues. I don't know that I've ever paid someone on every league they're in of mine. So, you know, these MFL 10s are a, it's just, you know, you really know what's going on. You know what everyone's value is. You know who your favorites are. You know when you probably have to target them. It really makes you a better fantasy player. It does. And, you know, it's not the same format, per se, as the FFPC. Like some people say, well, you shouldn't go off of that ADP. And I go, I kind of disagree. You know, yeah, tight ends get a half a point more. Yeah, tight ends are going to get drafted early. You know, Gronkowski usually goes in the first round. Jordan Reed um, will probably be the next tight end to go. Um, I, I, would think in those, in, I would think in that league he'll probably be a mid to late round second pick. I, I was just going to say that. Sometimes if he gets in the third, I think that's a really great value there. I honestly but you don't can, know. You can, even though the MFL 10s are kind of a different scoring system, you're so tuned in, you can figure that in almost automatically. Oh, yeah. Just, you know. So, um, uh, so um, how long? You've been doing it t- since 2013. Do you do just uh-huh. that one big $1,750 league? Or are you in other yeah. leagues? Well, that's usually the one I, the big league. Yeah, but I still do the one home league with my buddy every year. We still do that. That's still going strong. And then my my other my my partner's in a couple other leagues. And last year he wanted me to draft his team. And that one he was out of town, and I usually I don't mind. And I end up drafting his team, and we end up winning that league. It was two divisions, and it was uh, twelve teams in each division, and. You know, so that was fun. We ended up winning that. and um, But more or less, I'm down to that and then a lot of best balls now. You know, I play a lot of best ball drafts because, to me, I, I, I don't mind playing the ones that have, you know, where you have to set your draft manually. But it gets a little bit, you know, it's a lot of work when you have, you know, a few, quite a few teams. You know what I mean? But I, I, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's like the, like I always say MFL 10s are like a one-night stand. You get all the pleasure without any of the commitment. And, you know, I I did 88 last year. I'm in the 50s this year. And it's just a lot of fun. I agree. And it makes you and, better um, for everything else. Well, we did two teams uh, two years ago because 
the first year, we finished 30th out of 1,200 something teams, you know, and I'm like, man. That's awesome. How much did you win? Oh, our money back probably plus 2,500 each on top of that. Nice. Yeah, so, you know, that was our first year playing. We weren't knowing what to expect. It's always top heavy, like the world, like the poker tournaments, you know. Yep. You know, what it is, What it is. you get 12 teams in your league. So, if there's, say, if there's 12, 1,200 teams, there's 100 and, uh, you know, 115, 120 divisions or whatever that equals out to 12 in each. So, if there's usually a couple teams that make it from your league into the championship rounds. So, what's interesting Correct. about this league, What's interesting about this league is it's 11-week regular season. So if you take a guy that has a suspension like we did last year with Le'Veon Bell, we don't have him for the first couple weeks. So, you know, you got to kind of throw that in your strategy. And uh, But your league playoffs start week 12, and they go through and 13. So you can win league prizes there. And then the championship round, go from week 14 through 16, and that's who scores the most points, wins it all. And yeah, and, every... and basically you, your regular – the average of your regular season points you get to start off, correct? Sure, the first week, just the first week. Yeah, not the, in other words, yeah. yeah. And, and, the, and the interesting thing is that you're a bad influence on me. I mean, we talk on Twitter – and I've always been, you know, my, all four of my leagues are like 300 and something dollars. And, yeah. you know, we were talking and you mentioned FBG and and sure enough, I end up, now I'm in the $350 now and, you know, I'm going to see if I can do what you've done and, you know, win some money so that I can uh, maybe go after that 1750 next year. Well, you know what, it's, it, it's all about management, right? Because I have I have a family, I have children, and you know, and uh, my wife's very supportive. You know, if you know after all the bills are paid, she says, you know, if you want to go play poker or whatever, fine, go play. But I mean, my 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 what I focus is my fantasy football now. You know, and that's the thing is what I do is I put money aside every 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 you know month, and and I put it towards this this main event, you know, and uh, and so that. That, I would do a lot more, but uh, like, but all the years I've been in it, we've made it the championship round two of the past three years. And last year was the only year we didn't make it in the championship round. And two years ago, uh, we got to our league championship, and you know, it was heads up with the guy, and I it cost us twelve hundred dollars each. I started Martavius Bryant over DeAndre Hopkins, and that was the game DeAndre Hopkins had nine catches for like 240 yards and two touchdowns. And I had him in off my lineup the whole week. And then I that Friday night, something said, put Martavius Bryant in. And I'm like, what the heck? What, who, what, what told me that? You know, I don't know. I, but that's well, like you my know, rule. sometimes yeah. your instincts pay off, and sometimes they don't. I remember yeah. one time... One time I had Aaron Brooks, and, and he was my – and, again, in the early 2000s, Aaron Brooks had some really good years. And Cordell Stewart was a slug. I mean, he was like the gadget guy, and every quarterback got hurt on Pittsburgh. And I pick um, 
him up on waivers for nothing. After waivers have run, he's still sitting there. He's going to start. I'm thinking, boy, I love running quarterbacks. I know Aaron Brooks runs a little bit, but Aaron Brooks seems like he hit the wall. I pick up uh, Cordell Stewart, and everything was just telling me, Cordell, Cordell. And I said, you know what? No guts, no glory. And I played Cordell in the semifinals or the finals. And Aaron Brooks threw up like a six to ten point game. I mean, just an awful game. And Cordell had like two rushing touchdowns and a passing touchdown and scored like 33 points. And and that was the difference between winning and not winning. So, you know, if you, you know, in general, if you kick yourself too hard, I just am not a big fan of that because hopefully your instincts are right more than they're wrong. Well, you know, um, you know, I would say go with your guts, right? And my gut was the whole week with DeAndre Hopkins. And then I went against it like poker. You know, I went against my gut. And, you know, 1200 bucks. But in the rear, in the, you know, hindsight, we had two teams that year. And the team that did very good for me was was uh, – was DeMarco Murray, and we had DeMarco Murray and Jamal Charles on that team. That was the year DeMarco Murray had, you know, 1,800 and whatever yards and, you know, 300-something carries, and that's the team that carried us. And, um, you know, and the other team is I started wide receiver heavy, you know, and it was like – I wanted to ask you about – I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I I wanted to try the the zero uh, running back. Uh, theory, but I didn't have it down pat because that was the first year I started reading about it. Because Sean Siegel, uh, he, you know, I was asking him because he plays high stakes as well. And he plays, I don't know which one, I think it's the NFFC. And he was tr- he was trying to explain it to me, to me, and I read the article, but then I didn't realize, I didn't understand how you play the waiver wire. Because that was where I really kind of screwed up, but, but I really didn't go wide receiver heavy through all the way to like the eighth pick. You know, I went, we had the 11th pick that year. I went Brandon Marshall, Julio Jones, Andre Johnson, and Danny Amendola. And, um, you know, that was the other team. But the other team is what we rode that year, 2014. But, um, well, I I meant to ask you about DFS. And, you know, you, you mentioned about changing your starting lineups late and how sometimes it can be a negative it seems like every time I change lineup Sunday morning for DFS, I cost myself money. Do you play oh, DFS, stop. and you know how much of a bankroll do you put into DFS each week? Well, Las Vegas is you know the state that uh, they you well, know now. they didn't have a life. Yeah, well now, well I used to, I used to play. I, I think I got in it. What was it? Two years ago as well. I put you know five hundred bucks in there right when the NFL season started. Then uh, I read uh, uh, Jonathan Bell's book. Uh, I forget which one it was. And you know we talked about uh, reading the Vegas lines. And you know when you live out here, I I have friends that I have a friend. He he does it for a living. He's he's coming second in the Las Vegas Hilton Super Contest. I think he won like a mm-hmm. hundred something thousand. It's like fifteen hundred dollar buy-in, and you pick five games um, every week, and you and your winning percentage at the end of the year, that's when you win the grand prize. And I think that's up to almost eight hundred thousand dollars now. But he got second wow. one year. And you know, I used to ask him about you know how do you read the lines and you know what's your way of betting because he'll bet five hundred dollars a game, 
and you know he'll do ten games a day. Sometimes he'll do a thousand. He just it just depends what you know he feels like. But what he likes to do, he likes to take those big underdogs sometimes, like the plus one nineties. So if you bet a dollar, you win a dollar ninety. So mm-hmm. he that's sort of his theory. But uh, he uh, he so I, I knew a lot already about reading lines through him. But it's just you know DFS is one of those things. It's you know you're you're in a salary cap, so you know you're trying to fit these guys in the salary cap, and you know and to me I don't have uh, now algorithm, you know, and, and I didn't know anything I about don't either. this stuff, you know, and, and and it's like anything, if you got a lot of money, you could fire a lot of teams, whether it's head to head or fifty fifties or. You know, but me, I'm a stubborn person. I want to win those those darn uh, GPPs. You know, absolutely. <laughs> or if I would have just, where if I would have just put, the, you know, took my five hundred dollars, and what did I talk about at the beginning of the show with the bankroll management? Take fifty bucks every week, and be happy with it, and put, you know, forty dollars towards head to head. Then take that ten dollars and put it towards, you know, the the, the GPPs. But no, I wanted to play the millionaire maker, twenty dollars. Of course, you know. But again, you know, it's, but it, it comes down anyways, to bankroll management. In other words, it is essentially like for me. I'm by no means wealthy, but I, I, I'm fairly comfortable, right? Like if I put five hundred dollars in to play DFS and I lose it in a day, I'm not. Gonna, it's not going to affect my life, right? But I don't. Yeah. I, you know, I, I put myself on these tight budgets. But, but the point is that you know, to be really good at DFS, I, I think you need more time than I'm able to give to it because I'm a full-time guy. I work a full-time job, 50, 60 hours a week. I do some podcasting. I mean, I know football pretty well, but um, it's funny. The one weakness in my fantasy football game has always been who to start which is the key to DFS. You know, yeah, I've always yeah. kind of leaned on, whether it was in the old days, the guru report, or, you know, I would I would go by other people's projections when I was, you know, when I didn't know. And again, it's because I don't have time to sit there and think about game script and, and you know, the third cornerback who's a little dinged up. And I really think to be very, very good at this, you need, it needs to be a full-time job. If you want to be really good at DFS, if, if not a full-time job, I think you need, you know, to be, for NFL, I think you need a good 10 to 15 hours a week. Um, I could be wrong, but uh, that's my yeah. feeling. No, it is. It is. And it's, um, I used to like uh, golf. PGA, you know, golf DFS because you could get four days out of it. And people would laugh at me. They're like, you're playing golf? And I'm like, I love it, you know? I mean, there was, you know, I used to like watching golf when Tiger Woods was, was around, and then I kind of, you know, took a few years off watching golf. But Like everyone else. You know, yeah, you know, and it's just funny how I think that DFS golf has kind of rejuvenated the whole sport, per se. You know, you I know, haven't you followed baseball or basketball in 13, 14 years, and now I watch yeah. both because – because that's know, the effect that DFS has. That's so funny. So you know, I, I wanted to days. ask you. Anyway. I wanted to ask you about. Um, you know, we talked about the dynamic between you and your partner, but I want I want to talk about the dynamic of the league itself and draft day, 
and you kind of covered what it feels like to be there. But what you know, how do the high stakes leagues differ from lower stakes leagues? And um, what are some of the tips if someone wanted to get into high stakes that you would say are some of your, you know, one of the key things that you focus on? Well, well, you can do it online or you could do it in person. I was going to say if you can take a trip and do it one time, if you're going to do it, just take a trip to Vegas, do it in person. You you won't regret it. It's just the whole experience, like I mentioned, from the draft and, you know, all the stuff, and then you see all the boards posted from each day, from the 7, you know, from the 10 a.m. draft to the to the 1 p.m. draft, and, you know, they even have like a $10,000 league. So, you know, you're, you, you feel like, okay, well, you can see where everybody's going. But the thing is, you know, it's, it's hard to say because if you're not there in person, you know, you don't really understand, but it's like when you go sit down at those tables, you got to be on your game. You know, and sometimes when I sit down, it's like players come to you. Just take the best player available, in my opinion. You know, have your have your strategy ready and, you know, take the best player available. But make sure you have a fallback option. And, you know, just in case, you know, you have some guy queued up ready to go, have him an option. It's not like NFL 10s where you can have, you know, have him pre-queued for 10 sticks in a row, but you know what I mean, but. Would have your yeah, list ready to go. You, yeah, or even SSB you know, 480. I mean, yeah. it, uh, my draft is so slow that, you know, it, it, I, I, I hate to say this because Scott's such a good guy, and I don't like to complain because, you know, but at the same time, complaining makes me feel better. I'm starting to really dislike a few guys in my league. I mean, you oh, know, guys who do, just don't check for like 18 hours at a time. And oh. sit on the clock for an average of three, four hours. You know, it, it it's agonizing, especially since I'm on the turn. I mean, on Friday night, I made in a pick before I went to bed at 11:30. I didn't make another pick until Sunday night. Yeah, you know, the league we were in, it it went through pretty smooth. You know, and um, and, there's a couple and, and I know I, just... I, I hate I hate complaining, and I probably have done too much of it, and, and I don't expect you know, Scott to do anything or, you know, at the end of the day, a week from now, two weeks from now, it's going to be done and there's no angst. But while you're in it, it's like, really? You haven't been on in yeah, 19 hours? 19 well, hours? Like, well, people, I had my, my friend, my partner, Roger, he, I got him in a, um, a best ball this year. He's never played in his life. And he's like eight hours per pick. It's like, Jesus, because he's so used to picking him when it's his turn on the clock, you know? Uh, well, you know, but it, it's 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 fine. You know, I I just think some people should have the courtesy, especially in that league. You know, but like you said, it it's hard. You know, some people live in Australia, though. You know, no, so I it's kind of it. hard if they if they couldn't pick. You know, but there's something still, like I the understand. guy, the guy who's on the clock, I'm looking at it. He hasn't checked in in one day, two hours, and eight minutes. Now, yeah, yeah sure, he could he could he could have checked on his phone. But he's been yeah. on, you know, he's been on the clock for probably three, four, or five hours now, and it, it's like, all right, well, it, it's just kind of hard to get into a, a groove. But it's again, it's not the end of the world. But the great thing oh. about MFL pens is, if you're playing seven or eight of them at a time, you don't even notice. You know, typically sure. what I do is, 
you know, I just, I, when I get an email that says I'm on the clock, I go and look. And if you've got seven or, you know, some one guy was complaining that the league took too long. I'm like, I don't know. I, I You know, I, I didn't even notice because, you know, I'm always in seven or eight of them. Yeah, that's the way to go. I mean, there's some guys that have like 290 on there. It's like, man, you know. I mean, I, I could fire that many, but, you know, I want to put my money towards, you know, the high-stakes stuff. But that would just be a lot to manage, too. You know, I'm like, God, 290-something on there. I don't know. Well, I forget what the guy's name is on there. I put 1300 but, in last year, and, and I did some 25s and 50s, and my oh, ROI was worse. So I, I've, I've done a couple 25s, but I mostly stuck to the 10s. You know, I think you get a better, you know, you get, I mean, I, I you know I'm not afraid to get in leagues with guys like you and other top people, but you also get I love in, it. I love you know. Yeah. yeah. You also get in some good. Yeah. So do you, you uh, know, you got into uh, – I want to cover – you got into the pros versus Joes this year. I know you were pretty excited oh, yeah. about that. Oh, Why don't you, you know, tell me a little bit about that? Well, it's a guy named Fantasy Mojo that sets it up every year. He's on Twitter. And he um, he set it up. And what it is is if you sign up – you put just put your $200 deposit down by a certain date. You can get your name put in a drawing – to get in the, you know, the pros versus Joes. Now, the pros are the riders, and the Joes are the high-stakes guys. So mm-hmm. what they do is they have they have 36, uh, you know, Joes, and they draft it out of a random drawing. And I got my name pulled out of a hat, and it was just like, you know, or I don't know what they do out of a hat, but I got my name picked. So I they asked, you know, what, you know, what day do you want to draft on? And I said, well, I think Sunday, July 24th would be the one to draft. And we are drafting next Sunday, and I am drafting out of the ninth hole. And what it is is 72 teams total. And the league I'm in, it's it's stacked. It's got a couple guys wanted – I think a couple of the guys already won it uh, two years in a row. Not the same person, but Jake Seeley won it last year. He's in my division. Um, and you also got a guy, what the heck's his name? They have a serious radio up here now. Uh, but he, he works for Scout as well, but he's on serious. Scott Atkins? Uh, no, no, not Scott Atkins. It's, uh, hold on. I usually have it on my phone here, I can tell you. Um, but I got, uh, hold on. <laughs> no I thought problem. I could pull it up. I thought I could pull it up. Here. Let's see if I can Google it faster than you can look it up. <laughs> All right, where is it at? No, I'm actually on. I'm on the the thing right now. I just got to get to the. I'm on the FFPC website here. It's funny. Should know where it is. Hilarious. Well anyways, it's it's twelve guys in the in the league and I got the ninth spot and what it is is for your points for your league, most points gets an entry into the main event next year. A seventeen hundred dollar team. So there's yep. it's a one in twelve chance that you can get into the main event. So that's very cool. 
It's very cool, and uh, this is my this is our fourth year in it. You try it every year, and I finally got in. And uh, there's another high stakes guy in this uh, league as well. His name's Chad Schroeder. He uh, well, there's six other guys that are high stakes guys, but they um, um, he's very well known in the high stakes industry. He has uh, I think he's won a main event before too for like two hundred thousand. But every year, I think he drops like, you know, six figures almost with a bunch of different teams and a bunch of different, you know, uh, leagues. The three, you know, the two other high stakes leagues as well. So, it's you know, but it's it's fun. I'm I'm excited. I'm not you know, I draft next Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern time, and it's going to be on a YouTube channel, which I will post on my Twitter account. And cool. if anybody ever wants to follow along, you know. Go check it out, and uh, it's it's awesome. It's a great it's a great start. It's, I mean, it's a great warm up to the main event, um, but it's actually a best ball format, so you don't even set your lineup, and it's twenty eight rounds. So oh, the main event, yeah, the main event is twenty rounds. Um, well, I'm going to yeah. have a shot next year with my uh, three hundred and fifty dollar ticket, correct? Well, you to know, you have. Or do you well, have to be in the you know, Well, you know what's interesting? Um, this year, uh, uh, Eric Balkman teamed up with um, Shaw from Draft Sharks, and they had a um, Scott Fishbowl team. And if the winner of the whole league gets put into the Joes, Joes versus Opposed versus Joes next year. So oh, all you have cool. to do is, is win your the whole Scott Fishbowl this year. So oh, I thought that was really nice. So just be 480 was, people. Oh, 479, right? That's true. <laughs> I don't have to beat but, myself, know, it, and we won't talk but it's about really, that. Well, it's, I, I got in the playoffs last year, my first year in there. and uh, But my team flattened out. You know, I took luck in the first round, and, you know, and it is what it is. Hold, I, I, you know, it was hold, a fun, hold on a second. I, I, I don't want to beat myself. Uh, Not publicly, anyway. So uh, we'll finish it up with uh, one more question. Um, Do you find that high-stakes leagues are different from other leagues, and if so, how? Well, What's the the key thing you want to do during the draft? I think you mentioned get the best player when they fall to you. But, you know, is there any other strategy that you you think is ideal? Well, I I think it's – is just try to fill out the draft when you get there. When it's going, try to fill out where guys are going. Like, you'll you'll have a run with quarterbacks in your draft, you know. So, necessarily, you don't have to jump on that run, per se, because you can get a – a, you know, a value at, you know, at, at the other positions. Like, you know, you'll have usually Luck O'Early or Wilson or Breeze, not Breeze, but, um, you know, Cam Newton. But, you know, to me, I always like the way in quarterbacks, you know, 11th round, 12th round usually. And, you know, don't, don't be that person where you feel like you have to go out and grab that quarterback because other people are, you know, are, are going to get that. Because I think some people, you know, feel like they have to go get a quarterback. Um, but the thing is, you know, it's you just really have to fill it out when you get, you know get to the draft, and I think that's 
that's something where you feel with your gut. You know what I mean? But um, the difference between the, you know your home leagues and, and the high stakes leagues is your home leagues is you know it's it's your buddy's league. You know, and and some people just aren't as serious. You know, with setting lineups. You know, you always have a person in your you know your your league where they're four and seven, and they're not setting the lineup. But with this league, it's four and seven. You can still win money with total points. So you have people still setting their lineups. So that's right. what I always find the big difference between these bigger, bigger leagues, you know. And plus it's just not saying, you know, we're better than everybody else, but these people are just a lot more serious. And a lot of these guys have been doing it since, like, you know, back when the 90s, you know. And it's just it's just the best competition, and you know. And I always want to play against the best, you know. If I'm going to put my money up, I want to go and – it's like playing poker, you know. I want to, you know, play in the tournament. I want to go and play in the World Series of Poker. I want to, you know, play in a bracelet event, you know. So that's what I would say. Say would be the best. You know, that would be the big thing I would say. Yep, and um, that I think that is a great way to leave it. I um, I thank you very much for coming on the Run to Daylight podcast again. And uh, yeah, I wasn't at my best, not feeling that great, but I think we got through it, and people out there got a good chance to learn a bit, little bit about you and the and how you go about doing what you do. You can find Matthew on Twitter at Tango and Cash, correct? Yeah, Tango and Cash FF for fantasy football. And gotcha. if anybody ever has any questions, you know, I don't mind answering. I'm not one of those people where, you know, you, somebody sends a question. I don't mind answering, you know. And I'll just give it the best, you know, I can. You know, I'm not – don't claim to be – you know, I don't make – I don't make rankings. I don't do all that stuff, you know. Uh, I just kind of go what I go with. But at the same time, I'm more than willing to, you know, people ask the question, go away, far away. Yep, absolutely. Well, thank you, Matthew. It was really good getting a chance to talk to you. And for people to get a chance to know you, I'm going to, um, you know, you, you remind me, even though you're a young guy, you remind me of a guy who goes out there every night and proves it all night. So I'm going to leave us with a song from Bruce Springsteen, Prove It All Night. <laughs> Thanks for doing the podcast, Matthew. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Thank you.